it real with Miss Breaker. I am currently at a little beach, enjoying the wind, enjoying the air, enjoying all the freshness. My apologies, I'm still messed up with my allergies. I'm trying my best to get myself situated. I'm watching a little TikTok right now. It looks like it says fantastic. Fantastic. All the way over there. Anyways, being one with nature is so important. Let me go and take a walk so that I'm not interrupting anyone's conversation around me or y'all here other people talking around me it's important to be one with nature i feel like it's so very important to be outdoors so today's segment is just going to be about me as i walk outdoors among the trees and listening to the wind taking in that fresh air you know sometimes seeing green is good for the soul seeing life around you is just breathtaking and to put yourself in a situation where you can't hear cars you just hear the trees you hear the birds you hear the wind you're hearing all the elements that are around you you might not feel everything you know necessarily if it's not raining but man playing outside in the rain was one of the one of my favorite things to do when I was smaller I don't know what it is but like down south the rain just pours down like it's a waterfall and that feeling of the water dripping on your head just it's so soothing it's so memorizing because it just leaves a mark on you it allows you to experience I guess the real meaning of peace now I'm sure y'all hear the damn airplanes and it's a little airplane but for the most part nature is such a beautiful thing to put yourself into especially when you're stressed there are times where like When I need space or when I just need to get the fuck away, I put myself in nature. I listen to what's around me instead of listening to what's inside of me. Instead of listening to my thoughts, instead of upsetting myself and working myself up, you know, there's no point of working myself up when I can find a better way to ease my mind, to ease my pain. Right now I'm walking on a bridge and it's kind of like a swampy area around me. There's some trees, beautiful trees with some flowers and people got their dogs out going for a swim. I mean, hell, it's 80 degrees today. It's beautiful in Massachusetts. Uh, especially in Boston, is beautiful out here. And not for nothing, 
I haven't been on this side of Boston in a while because it wasn't really established. You know, they didn't have walkways that were paid for you to walk. Hold up. That's why I said two miles. I ain't got two miles to give today. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I do not have two miles to give today, y'all. I'm turning my black ass around. I got somewhere to be in a couple minutes. And if I know myself, yeah, two miles is every every mile takes 15 minutes to walk. Now, 30 minutes walking there and walking back, I will miss my damn appointment. So that, I don't have time for necessarily. So I'm going to take my black ass back, going back towards my car. I'll take the longer way where I can get to where I need to go. Anyway, going back to what I was saying, um, you know, there were times where I feel like I've had so many struggles, so many ups and downs with trying to find peace. You know, music wasn't helping me. Music either influenced my anger, encouraged my anger, pushed my anger. It always sparked my anger back up. <coughs> Excuse me. Even when I listen to classical music. Classical music, you know, there's certain tones to things that bring out certain emotions. And I just didn't like the emotional roller coaster of trying to contain myself or trying to contain, you know, what's going on with me, you know, how I feel. And a lot of times I really, I felt like I was sheltering myself, you know, keeping myself inside. I didn't care to be around people. Damn sure I didn't care about being around, being, going places. <coughs> Excuse me. I had to really separate myself out of what I was most comfortable with. I was most comfortable in my room had to step out of my room, stepping out of my room, <clears throat> stepping out of my room forced me to step out of my house and be one with nature because as an animal, as a being, the things that we eat, the things that we do, how we treat our bodies, what we have to do to protect ourselves, what we have to do to bring enlightenment to our health. I mean, there are days where I want to go somewhere where it's beautiful and greenery so I can take my shoes off and walk on the lovely grass so that I can get the energy from the earth because that's my booster. But it's hard when people got fucking dogs. They let their dogs shit everywhere. You know what I mean? You gotta find places that are clean. Just can't go places and do shit. But with that being said, you have to be able to find that inner 
that inner calling of your nature. I don't like bugs, y'all. The bees love me. I put all types of hair products in my hair, natural hair products. These damn bugs love it. And it's like I'm a walking flower because they just don't leave me alone. But I've learned to understand that the bugs that do attract to me are bees. And for me, that's a blessing. That a bee would come and lay on my head and not sting me. Just to smell me, just to see me, just to be around me, be around my presence. That's powerful. And a sense of knowing that an animal that brings so much nutrition and all types of things to the world is attracted to me shows that the power that I have with inside. Now, I'm not saying that no one else experienced this. Yeah, I mean, the bees fly around you. They like your perfume smell. Bees see energy, read energy, just like all types of animals. Dogs read energy. They can feel and know when you're upset, when you're sad, when you're angry. It's that spiritual connection that they have with nature. Animals like dogs and cats, birds, all other animals are one with nature naturally. And they don't separate themselves unless humans interfere with the separation of nature. If your animal's supposed to go outside and shit and pee, but you have your animal inside shitting and peeing in the house, you're breaking them from their natural state of being, what they're naturally supposed to do. I remember, I don't know if I told this story before, but I definitely said this story once. I'm say it again. An acquaintance of mine, whew, that's the second time I tripped. An acquaintance of mine had said to me they had a dog. And every time the dog saw black people, the dog barked, get growling, and very, very tough, ready to, ready to attack type shit. And I said to this acquaintance of, of mine at the time, like, and, and he gonna say, oh, you know, I don't know why my dog's like that. You know, I love everybody and blah, 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 blah. Okay. You might not say things out loud to your dog, but because you feed that dog, because you bathe that dog, because you shelter that dog, that dog is going to protect you. So however you feel when you look at people and that dog senses your energy right away, your dog's going to react. Why is my owner feeling threat? When he sees certain type of color or certain type of people, you know, what's going on? Do I need to attack? Because I feel my anger through my owner. What should I do? And when I said that to him, you know, he kind of laughed it off. (laughs) And I said, it's so fucked up that you're like that, truly and honestly. You know, you're not realizing that. You're pushing that anger through your own dog. And for you to have the nerve to say, I don't know why my dog don't like black people. You, (laughs) I wasn't born yesterday. 
I understand energy very well. And there's clearly a reason why your dog don't like black people is because you're pushing that type of energy through yourself that is so strong it's tapping into your animal. Like, people don't realize that sometimes you just have to separate yourself. Sometimes you have to get the fuck off the internet. Sometimes you just need to go for a walk. Hell, you can go for a walk, listen to a podcast. If you're listening to me right now, you outside, you're doing something right. You know, I wouldn't treat you any way if you didn't experience the one with nature. But it definitely tells you, it tells me that you're still lost in the darkness. To find light is to find what brings happiness. And if you can't find happiness through the things that you're doing left and right, left and right, left and right, sometimes just going through, going on a walk through a park will bring so much joy to your soul. I remember when I was in California, y'all. I miss Cali. I'm not going to cap. I miss California. Them fucking palm trees made it feel so tropical. The palm trees just gave me life. I loved it in California. It was just so beautiful. Like... The air wasn't that great. Hell, it wasn't always sunny and blue skies. But the sunset was amazing. The trees, the water, the atmosphere, the hiking. You know, everything was just so simple to me. Everything was just so loving, so giving. But then when I realized, when I, being in California for that for a couple months and then coming down south when I was traveling across the country... I fucking went to Alabama right when I right when I got out of Texas. Texas was so damn depressing. It's so it's it's nothing but desert out there. But when I hit Mississippi driving through the country, man, all the greenery, all the stuff that I was seeing, it just made me love nature so much more. It brought peace to me when I saw so much green. When you see dead things, when you see things that have no color, when you see things that don't I don't know. I, I, I just just naturally me as a person, like I, I'm sure there's a study out there that says it. I don't have receipts on that, but I'm sure there's a study that says when you're outside and you see more green outside, you are at more you you become more peaceful with yourself and in the moment as you're traveling through, you know, nature. I'm sure there's a study out there. I don't have it at the top of my head. Like I said, I'm not over here trying to study shit. I know what I know for me, and I speak for what I know because that's all I can speak on. But, like, when I tell y'all I had to go on walks to get myself out of the funk, and every day that I went on my rock, my walks, I went different routes every day, but I still did my five mile. And when I tell you... I was starting to feel so great about myself, so good about myself. You know, I was looking at things differently. My fucking allergies. What? Allergies? Allergies? Allergies where? Who? Allergies did not exist when I walked through nature because I became one with nature. I learned to just breathe and breathe. And just intake everything and just listen to everything. I was listening to so many sounds as I went on my nature. I mean, hearing the birds chirping, hearing the wind, hearing the leaves trickle through the air. Like, just hearing different shit, yo. Put so put so much peace at my 
at my soul, I began to realize that I need to do more of this. I love water. I love water, man. And it's so funny because my element, I'm a Sagittarius and my element is not a water. But your girl love water. I can be in the water all day. All motherfucking day if you let me. I would swim all day long. And it's like being able to be in certain situations with nature, whether it's water, being on, you know, the ground, you know, whatever the situation is, walking among the trees, being around different types of animals, hell, observing, going hiking. It's just going hiking was so rewarding for me as I began to learn, you know, test my limits. I did a five-mile walk, actually 10 miles, and um, oh my goodness, y'all, it was rewarding. It felt so good. I felt so good about myself. I was proud of myself. It was like I accomplished something so big. You know, it just brought me back to thinking about my ancestors, how, you know, my grandparents used to tell me they used to walk miles and miles to school. There were no buses. Like, you know, they had to do certain things without vehicles or if they had vehicles, it was like, you know, we only use it when we need to actually travel far, far distance and far, far distances like out of state or into town to go grocery shopping or little stuff like well my family didn't really have to do that because they had farms but you know little things like that going to church you know going places going to visit family that's the only time people use their vehicles but for the most part you know people walk and like walking for me has brought so much joy to me has brought me so much peace has showed me how to deal with my surroundings you know, like, I don't know how many times I've come outside, even when I'm sick. Like, right now, I'm sick, y'all, but, like, I'm grateful that, like, it's only been three days. No funny. Like, it's been. Actually, no, it's like I got sick Sunday. I was sick since Sunday, so it's been a couple days, but I'm getting better, you know. I'm, my voice isn't completely gone, and I'm managing and working through eating my honey, doing what I'm doing to manifest, you know, a better health, but being in nature is important. Like I show, I took off my shoes, y'all. I came to this little beach. I took my shoes off. I did not take my socks off because I don't trust that shit. You know, where I am right now is not the cleanest place. I freaking see tampons and condoms and all types of shit on the ground. It's so sad how people really fuck up the world and just pollute and do the despicable things, you know, just throw the shit away. Stop being nasty. Anyways, um, you know, I took my shoes off. I let my feet breathe a little bit. You know, I have my feet on the ground on, like, the stone part. But, like, when I'm down south and I'm in Alabama, I take my goddamn shoes off and I walk in the grass. As long as there's no ant beds around me, I'm going to walk in the grass because I want to feel the earth's energy rise and and just thrive through me. Because I know that that's how energy works. That's how energy travels. And, like, you're around people who give you bad energy. You have to separate yourself. You got to bring yourself into a better light. You got to put yourself into a better environment where you can thrive. Like I said, if you've tried everything, being one with nature is, like, the most important thing you can ever do. Because... 
it's going to help you find that solitude for yourself. A lot of times people, oh, I don't like bugs. I don't I don't like bugs either. Miss Brigger don't like bugs. Miss Brigger can't stand bugs. My, my scary ass, I will kill myself if a bug was on me. I mean, now I've kind of toned it down a little bit because, you know, it's like, you know, just quick flick off and it's gone. You know, I ain't running no more. I'm not running from nothing. I'm, you know, flicking you off and that's it. But, you know, you got to try something different. You got to do something. But you got to, when you do things and you go into things, you have to have a positive mindset. Like when I go out and I be like, oh, I hope a bug don't, why am I saying that? Why am I telling my universe to put a bug on me? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, oh, you will, Miss Breaker. How do you tell your universe to put a bug on you when you say you don't? Listen, your universe is going to answer every command, whether it's positive or negative, it's still going to place it in front of you. So just have a positive mindset about what you want in your vision, what you want for you. If you're going to say something, say something that's going to make sense. Let's be real. Say something that's going to make sense. When I go on this walk, when I go on this journey, I hope to find solitude. When I go on this walk, when I go on this journey, I hope to find peace. When I go on this walk and I go on this journey, I hope to just find the true definition of joyfulness. A lot of times when we go into situations, the first thing that we do is we focus on the negativity first before we can even touch positivity. We need to eliminate the negative thoughts firsthand and just focus on the positivity. Whenever I go to a cookout, yo, I don't say, oh, I wonder who's going to be there. Oh, I hope this person will be there. Oh, I know they're going to be acting. No, I don't give a fuck about them. I care about me. So I'm going to celebrate and have a good time with the people that I love, with the people that I care about. I don't care about sitting here, oh, this person going to say that, and oh, this person going to, no, no. I'm not doing that for myself. I respect myself too much to sit here and put myself through the bullshit that I can prevent. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. But finding that true, that true balance. Y'all, I'm about to go to my car because I really want to take my shoes off again. But it's just too much dog shit out here. I just can't deal. Excuse me. I wanted to walk on the pair. Like, I really love water. You guys have no idea. There's some nights where I want to go to, when I go to sleep, like, I listen to Thunder and Lightning because I had to break my fear. Man, down south, let me give y'all a story time real quick. In Alabama, when it's a thunderstorm, when it's a rainstorm, that shit is no joke. When it's thundering and lightning down south, it feels like you are literally under the lightning and the thunder. That shit be like, kabam. That shit have the house shaking. I've never, yo, when I was small, I used to be so scared. My grandmother used to always say, baby, you can't be scared of that lightning. That's God. That's God bowling. You know, I'm a kid. She's going to say something fun. God's up there bowling. Can't be scared. Can't be scared of God because if God want to take you, he can take you. You can't run from God. I used to be like, Grandma, you sound crazy. And I don't care if he's bowling or not. I do not 
want to be down here when this thunder and lightning is happening. Because this shit ain't safe. This shit ain't safe. I probably shouldn't have my windows down, y'all. These damn bugs. Woo! got to my car. I'm going to take my shoes off. Let me put the windows down. Get some air in my car. I'm sorry for the noise, y'all. I'm about to turn it off in a minute. hear me just a moment ago I, I hate when my car just connects like that to my vehicle anyways you know when I was down south it was thunder and lightning y'all right that lightning hit so hard actually I take that back the thunder rumbled so hard it vibrated my grandparents house and I thought that house was going to come tumbling down. I thought that that was going to be the day that I was going to be gone because I've never experienced anything like that as a child or ever in my life. And being that young, like maybe like five or six, I was like, yo, this is scary. Like what? But now I go to sleep listening to thunder and lightning. I like the loudest thunder. I like the, the loudest lightning crackles. I love that shit. That shit is therapeutic that shit is relaxing i've become one with nature i'm not afraid i am not afraid anymore and like being outdoors listening to the birds you know there's so many different birds that make different sounds and it's just beautiful it's beautiful it's music to my ears and like well like i said when you find peace with yourself you realize what's needed sometimes like yo i i told y'all before like i don't like going to the gym i like going to the gym for the simple fact that it helps me focus on what i need to work on but for the most part i don't like going to the gym because i don't like being isolated i hate isolation i need fresh air i don't need no ac I need fresh air. I want to hear the, the, the noise that's going on around me. I hate freaking being on the elliptical, listening to music, change after change after change, and I'm moving at the speed of the music. I can't even control myself sometimes. Well, I have a song on repeat because it's a fast pace, and it's going to keep me going, pushing hard. But it's like I'd rather be in nature where I'm naturally just going with the way that the earth is molded, going uphill, going downhill you know, flat, you know, planes and all types of different shit without stressing the simple fact that, yeah, this is a little wild, or yeah, this is, oh, this is too much, or I love being in nature, you know, sometimes the gym isn't for everybody, I hear people, I I, I hate to say this or talk about this right now, because I want to do this on another time, but it's sad to hear that men are starting to get BBLs now. It's like, yo, take your ass to the gym. It's 20, 80. 20% of what you do actively, 80% of what you eat. Control your eating fast, yo, fast. Fast yourself. Fast once a week. Work on then twice a week. Then do three times a week. Well, that's what I do. 
do three times a month. Do what you want to do, but fasting helps your body digest the food. Fasting helps your body adjust to what is needed. You need to fast so that you can let all those toxins out of your skin, out of your body, out of your out of your blood, out of your system. You know, it's gonna be beneficial. It will be beneficial, but you gotta believe. You gotta try. It's not. It's not as hard. Yeah, it's easier said than done, but it's called discipline. You gotta discipline yourself to get to a certain point. And without discipline, how are you going to be able to manage? And conquer the hard things in life. Not even that. The harder things in life. (coughs) Excuse me. And like I said. Like. It's something that like. We all have to get through. You know you want to do better in life. Man. Do it. Do it when you're ready. But don't give up on something. Don't bash something. Don't cancel something just because you it's out of your comfort. Give it a try. Trying ain't going to hurt nobody. Trying is not going to hurt nobody. And listen to your energy. When I go on walks and stuff, like just a moment ago, going on a walk, this woman's dog is wet. Her dog is running around, running up to people. And she's like, hey, get here. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, nah. I'm like, you need to get your dog, name. I said, you need to get your dog, lady. Or whoever. Because I wear hearing aids. And your dog's drenching wet and shaking and shit. Are you going to pay for my hearing aids if your dog do water damage? No, I don't think so. And then the woman next to me want to interfere in my conversation mind you i'm not having a conversation with i'm just saying this out loud so this woman can get her dog i don't care for the dog if, if the dog wasn't wet okay cool but your dog is soaking wet i just got off work i'm not trying to be wet handle your fucking dog yo oh this one gonna say oh all all everybody loves dogs i say yeah not really but i have hair knees on and the dog is wet and shaking i don't have time for that are they going to pay for them? I don't think so. And is she going to look at me? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, 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 that's not good. But it's like disturbing my peace like that. It's like I try to look at things in a positive light. I could have reacted a certain way. But like I said, I'm one with nature. The dog is not really a problem. And neither is the people around me. But the fact that I was disturbed for just a moment when I was just trying to breathe and just trying to feel the wind on my face and through my hair and just smelling the salt water, just really observing nature and being one with nature. I could not deal with the disruption because I was at my moment of peace. And you know, I could have been rude as fuck. I could have been that black, angry black woman, but I try not to fit that stereotype because I do want to make a difference. I'm tired of people stereotyping me because of this, that, and the third. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it actually, uh, whew, let me not say it, y'all. Let me not say it, but let me say this. Yes, I will be an angry black woman. I deserve to be an angry black woman. 
Do you see what the white people have done to my people here in America? Don't fuck with me. Do not fuck with me. You broke my people apart. You broke our families. You told us we could never love. You told us we can never we can never have this. You told us we could we're always gonna fail. You mold our minds and brainwashed us into believing this and to believe in that. You brainwashed us into hating our damn selves and our own motherfucking people. Yes, I will be the angry black woman today. But I chose not to. You know, I chose to go the right way and just said to the woman, well, you know, there are some things that are okay. But this right here, you're not about to sit here and tell me I'm going to be okay with having somebody damn dog coming up over next to me disturbing my peace while I'm out here fucking enjoying my my air and get out of here get the fuck out of here not doing that not doing that what's up my brother how you doing how you doing sister now my thing don't don't get angry get disappointed and upset and just go about your business because at the end of the day getting angry ain't gonna help nothing (laughs) oh yeah always that angry ain't gonna bring nothing but more more madness yeah so i just get upset and let the person know like man put your dog on the chain if i'm over in the park and i don't get a dog please and thank you other than that then i'm gonna get angry because you're not listening yo for real i'm like people don't know when to mind their business Talking about some damn everybody love dogs. It's not about the dog. It's the principle right now. It's about the principle. I don't love no dogs. I was at my auntie's house yesterday. This big dog came up. It was like a pit bull and it had tiger stripes. Like it looked like a tiger freaking guy in the jungle. And with and it was huge. And this dog was timid because the old owners was abusing it, right? So I'm damn. like uh, and the new owners got it. And I'm like, nah, man, I don't trust that dog. It ain't on the leash. And it's it been timid and it's been abused. One day, it could just get mad and think that we're the old trainers and snap on one year. You might want to chain that up. And it started barking and raised crazy at me. I'm like, yep, I'm over here. Yo, for real. For real. Like, people don't realize your animals pick up off the energy that you give. Like I said a couple minutes ago, like... An acquaintance of mine talking about, oh, I don't know why my dog didn't like black people. Oh, it's because the way you look at black people. It's the the way you feel about black people. Like, nigga, you over here acting crazy. Or you might might say little things or say say little remarks. Your dog don't like every black person? That's crazy. Every black person. That's like yesterday I was in the country, like a place where black people were segregated where I'm from. It was a a place called North Preston, right? Mm-hmm. And when you get out there, when you get out there, we, we you're on 5G. And then you get deep in there, it turned to 3G. And I just said, oh, my God, they even said to get black people from, from motherfucking internet. They don't want us to have internet, too. Not even 3G. Really? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was just like loading. It would not let me connect to nothing unless you were on 3G yourself and all that. I was like, oh my God. That's crazy. Segregating people, segregating people in the in the community for internet. Yo, if you live in the black community in the country, you only get 3G, motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, they really doing that. They doing a lot. Yo, they pushing so much shit. It's kind of scary. You know, this whole idea of taking away the actual paper money and doing this, what's it called? All digital. Um, Bitcoin, digital, digital and Bitcoin stuff. Bitcoin yeah. and all that shit. 
when I tell you that shit is not good, I'm not putting no motherfucking chip in my arm so you can, uh-uh. Oh, yeah, your, your bank chip, like a bank account yeah. will be in your chip in your arm and you just go to the bank machine and yeah. do all, Robocop. For real. I'm like, y'all need to stop with this internet shit. We are not robots, you know? We are humans. We need to learn how to live Damn. with, you know, the things that I'll tell that you we... the truth. I'll tell you the truth. I had more game when there was no internet talking to a girl and say, hey, you want to go to coffee? Than the internet. The internet fucked up everything in life. Game, It really rap. did, yeah. <laughs> Yep, it really does. Socialism, all that kind. Being cool with people, going out and actually being with people instead of just, hey, you know, when you call somebody on the phone, it's like, yeah, all right, I'll be there in five minutes. And you leave. You don't just sit there, oh, let's just do FaceTime. You know? Yeah, yep. Let's go out. Let's go out. Let's go eat. Let's go have a drink. Oh, no, let's be on the phone all day. Yeah, let's just go FaceTime. Yeah, let's eat on the phone. I'll cook my food. You cook your food. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, for real. Like, this ain't normal. This ain't natural. We're not supposed to be communicating like this, especially if we can actually be near each other. If like, you like, each other's um, present. Shit. You're a lady, and ladies like attention, let's just say, right? Mm-hmm. No, that that's what my mom says. She's a woman. She said, women like attention. If you give them attention, they'll be great to you. They'll treat you with respect, right? Yes. And, um, so basically I find people, some girls use the internet for that attention to make them feel that they are wanted because some people will look at them in a picture with a booty shorts instead of looking at them walking on the street. Yeah. And it's the truth. And it's sad because now women don't appreciate their bodies and now men don't appreciate their bodies. And everybody getting this BBL shit and don't even know what the consequences are for the longevity of their lives. What is lives. BBL? What's the BBL shit? The BBL is pretty much what women are doing to their bodies. Men are doing. They're sucking all the fat out of their skin. Oh, and, and putting ass in their ass to make their ass bigger and that. Yeah, what? yeah. People, men do that? Men are exercising where they're building muscles. I know, you know, under I know there fat. was a wrestler. There was a wrestler who got pec implants, so it made him look like he had muscles. Shit. I ain't never heard nothing like that, man. I know somebody who was going out. Now, I understand, like, if you worked out enough and your skin is kind of stretchy and you want to, you're insecure or you feel like yeah. you're not confident, okay, cool. But to just simply take do a BBL because you're you're big or you're fat and you're not trying to adjust to your natural body or trying to actually invest in educating yourself to figure out what it is that you need to do differently in your diet. Speaking, it's going to be hard. It is hard. Like I lost a lot of weight, but I still got the jiggly belly now. It's like, how do I lose that? And my friends is like, it's all about. Um, was it uh, walking and doing sit-ups and stuff? And I hate sit-ups. <laughs> Yo, me too. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. That, it feels like I got poop pains when I do that shit. I can't do it. Yo, for real. And it's, you know, there are some doctors that say the stretchy skin because of 
the skin stretched out so much or was stretched for so long, it doesn't go back to normal. You have to have surgery. That's understandable. Yeah. But to just sit flat and say, well, you got a big old pot belly and you like, oh, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. But in actuality, you're just being lazy as fuck. Eat, change your eating. Your eating it is, like is the your main... eating intake. Like when I tell people, oh, okay, you go on a diet in diet. It's it, like you instead of eating five burgers a day, try maybe eating one burger a day. Instead of eating five chocolate bars a day, eat half a chocolate bar a day. And that's what I did. I cut down my eating and my stomach shrank. And I only I can eat like what a bite of a burger and three fries, and I'm like full for about four hours, and then I have a snack. So I'm like a snacker now. I don't really sit down and have full meals. Yeah, and that's good. You you learn how to master self discipline, and a lot of people don't know how to do it. A lot of people struggle with it because they I, don't I, give yeah. themselves that time to really adapt to it. Like it's eighty percent of what you eat and twenty percent of what you do actively. So if it's just mine was stress eating. Mine wasn't just eating beef. I was stress eating because I was depressed about something like my grandfather back in the day, right? Let's just say. Yeah. And I just was stress eating. I was getting bigger than when I got older and I had a little stroke. You know, I was like, nah, I can't mess with this. Yeah, and it sucks that sometimes. It got to be something real crazy in your life to, you know, change you to change your ways. But at least, you know, you can acknowledge like, okay, this is what I have to do to get better. You know, for me. You said it. You, You couldn't say it any better. You know, if you care about yourself, I say this all the time, learning from my mother, learning from, you know, mistakes that I've seen growing up through the people I look up to. And it's like, I got to take care of me first. I'm not taking care of me second. I'm never coming second to nobody else because if I can't take care of me, I can't take care of the next person I love. Mm. You feel me? So if I got to take care of me, I got to take care of myself first to get myself where I want to be so that I can be there for the ones that I love. Well, yo, somebody gave you a, a bowl of freaking cornflakes on a reel today. Gave you 100. <laughs> gave you the, yo, I'm being 1% real today to you motherfuckers. <laughs> yo, for real. Like, listen, I always keep it real. People, a lot of people don't like really talking to me or dealing with me outside of my podcast because I feel like, I'm too real, too deep of a person to have conversations with. But it's you like, this is life. This is all I know. Personality. You just have I a real do. strong personality. And I like people with strong personalities because that's leaders. Yes. I want you to lead me somewhere. Like, I know where to go. But if I'm like, you're like, oh, well, I see that you do anime art there. Hey, I know this place where you can go. Okay, lead me there like some horse. Uh, get me to that water, please. Yeah. But some people don't like that leading. Some people don't like that leading. Some people don't. Some people don't know how to react to to leaders. You know, people hate leaders but love followers. It don't make no sense to me. It's so backwards. Ooh, drop a fucking bomb on that. It's so backwards. People hate <laughs> leaders. I used to and be that. Followers. I used to follow the followers because I thought, oh, they were always getting in trouble. People liked them and stuff. But then when I seen that when they got in trouble, nobody was fucking with them no more, right? So I was like, yeah, uh, I don't think I want to be with the followers. 
damn. Excuse my leg. Yeah. But yeah, I used to be a follower. I, you know, my friend stole chocolate bar. I'm like, okay, let me still want to make them look sick that I'm not a punk. And then the later on, cops come and they run and leave me there. I'm like, what type of friends are these? <laughs> for real. Fucking for real. I remember I, I, I had to tell myself, you know, I had to tell myself the same thing. Like, I got to leave people alone. If people don't want to fend for themselves, I can't fend for you. There's no Early. way. There's no motherfucking way. But, but a lot of times, you know, how people... you been, though? Mm-hmm. I've been doing good, I've been working okay. out, going on walks doing my thing, trying to find that solitude back again, trying to work up my stamina. I've been doing three miles as much as I can, but I'm trying to get to my five miles a, a day, a week. And I, you know, I I'm just trying to build it before. back up. I think we talked a long time did. ago. Yeah, when I had, I used to go by Charlie, but now I go by Chuck because it's all the respect. Um, but, uh, I don't know if you said you had kids and stuff and all that and, and whatever. So I'm gonna I'm ask take like, care of my brother. Okay, you take care of your brother, brother. So he's he's my kid. You know, I claim him <laughs> as my child. You're That's wrong for kid. that. He's my kid. I take care of my brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's my he's my he's my kid. That's my son. I have a son. I take care of my brother. I respect he's 15. That's a lot. You know, my mother you passed got... away. Uh, it'll be seven years in September so I've always just after my mom passed I picked up on the responsibility he was 10 I was 21 yo mine can I ask you a deep question I'll pop back up while you elaborate mine just just passed this morning how did you deal with it oh my goodness I'm so sorry for your loss don't don't be sorry we only can be sad but now they're in a peaceful place not a better place I hate that one people say better place they're in a more peaceful place but um, how did you deal with it, may I ask, if you don't mind? So, Because I'm dealing with it, but I feel like I'm being too too strong. Like, I'm not really crying like I should or something. Or, Yo. You know? My brother, let me tell you, I felt the same way. But let me tell you, when my mom passed away, I was in college. I, I, I was going to school in New York. I was uh, three hours away. I cried for three hours straight. When I got home, there was no more tears left for me to cry. I got home. I had to break that news to my brother, to my little cousins. That was the most. And mind you, my family put a lot of pressure on me. And at that moment, like when my mother's funeral came around, I didn't cry. I'm hugging and comforting everyone around me. No one's comforting me because there's nothing to comfort. I kind of accepted my mother's passing because I felt like she definitely knew she was going. Mm. And I went through so many phases and I had so many thoughts. I was crying and tears was coming out my eyes, but I was doing a lot of reminiscing. I was thinking, I was trying to replay words my mother said to me. We play conversations me and, me and my mother had to piece things for myself to find peace with being alone without her. I might be younger, you might be older. But I, you always need your parents, especially your mother. Mm. And it's like to lose my mom. I realized I gained so much when I lost my mother. I'm young. I'm only 27. 
I gained so much knowledge when I lost my mother because I had to reminisce and reflect on my past. I'm sorry, let me put the windows up if you can't hear me. I'm sorry about the noise. Like, I had to reminisce on my past to reflect on the things that my mother taught me because without that, I wouldn't know who I am. But all my life, my mother has pushed me to who I am to be. So when I realized I was strong as fuck, I intimidate my own people I intimidate my family I intimidate my haters I was like holy shit people are unbothered by me because I have no reaction people are bothered by me because I'm strong I had to realize for myself like damn I'm going through a lot I did go through a deep depression I'm not gonna cap like I really went Mm. through it and I had to get myself out of it and it was being one nature I had to go on walks every day I did five miles I mean I was an angry person when my mom died. I wasn't even sad. I was angry. Yeah. Like, I was I'm angry. Not angry. I'm not angry or sad or anything. I'm peace. That's why people are kind of whatever. But I'm, I'm basically broken inside. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. My heart my heart is broken. And, like, you, like this is what I mean. Like, um, I died in my mom's stomach. They brought me out got me open c-section brought me life right you know and all that so there's yeah. like a connection so last night it was like 12 o'clock i got this sharp pain in my heart and i was like oh you right, felt mom. it all right mama you you're going with your king now because my father passed too so you're going with your king now you ready yeah. you're going with yeah. your king now. all right queen i love you and i'll be here and i'll be strong and i'll make sure everybody that you love always will have a protector i'll be their angel for you and um boom three o'clock the people called said yeah you you don't need to tell me i already know and the nurse was kind of freaked out a little bit but she's like you can come anytime and they were so kind to my mom made sure she was peaceful because it was cancer right so yeah. you know and and um so at the end of the day it's like, like that's why i ask people how how does it look does it look weird for me not showing the pain? No, it's not. And I'll tell you, it took me a long time to accept that part that it's okay that I'm not as sad as I should be. And the reason why I'm not sad, it I feel like that's a good thing that you're not sad because it's not that you're you don't care about your mom or you don't have feelings for your mom, it's that you already acknowledge that your mom is at peace. And I realized that because of the sad, the sadness that I was going through left me so quickly. Like I said, I cried for three hours, but I also knew something was wrong. I also knew my mom was, you know, she was, she was going home with her ancestors. She was going home. I felt Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And because I felt it and I knew it, but was in denial of it, you know, I had to, I had to learn how to accept it, but I knew my mother was going to be at peace. She wasn't going to be stressed out, but I had to deal with the living. You know, I had to deal with the living around me that didn't give a fuck. You know, I had to deal with the living that hurt and caused a lot of stress and harm to my mother. I I had to deal with that. And that is what put me in a rut. That is what put me down. That is what, you know, put me in a bad headspace. That that hurts me inside a little bit. It's like I... 
I'm dealing your with environment. that. Yeah. You know, your environment, people change, you know, people act funny when people die, especially, you know, my mom was the glue to the family. You know, people, my mom, my mom was the one reason why people gathered and got together. Mm. And it's like, because she wasn't there and, you know, dealing with selfish people and dealing with all this negativity, it was like, oh, hell no. You know, I deserve better. I don't deserve this. You know, I had to separate from my family. I had to separate from people that was just not good for me, not good for my mental, not good for my health. And the moment I put myself first is the moment I realized that my mother, my mother's with me. My mm. mother brings people into my life. I mean, I've had stories about this where, like, when my mom first passed away the second day, I was cooking, I was making breakfast for me and my brother and my cousins. And I put the knife on the table and big ass butcher knife. And the knife fell straight down. I kid you not, my brother. It fell straight down. Is that like a sign, a symbolism or something? You're you're in a tunnel or something. You're in a tunnel. Oh, yes. It should have went for... Oh, oh. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, you were in the tunnel for a minute. You were going... <laughs> oh no. But um I'm sorry, I just I just closed all my windows. But it's um the good. night No, fell... I could hear you with the wind. I don't I like the wind in the back. It's like an ambulance when you're talking to people. <laughs> so when you you know what I mean people for real, and I'd be like certain sounds make some people's voices sound more like chanting list to oh, see you hear the wind there. Okay, okay, we're we're with her now. We're vibing off. Where you going to for lunch? What you getting for a burger? <laughs> Yeah, but um, that knife was supposed to go through my foot, but it laid flat on my. It laid flat, like it fell down quick. Some angel was watching you. Some angel was watching you. My mother, like I said, it was day one. (laughs) My mom hasn't been here, and when I tell you, I, I I picked up the knife and I said, I'm so sorry for being irresponsible, mom. I know it was you. She loves cooking. And I just was like, yo, she's with me. She's. Damn. Watch out. Yo, 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 you're in a bus. You almost hit me. What the hell, people? I swear. I I don't got, I can drive, but I don't got my license because I have a phobia because I ain't trying to get hit by buses or nothing. I read I read when people are driving, I always be sitting in the back seat most of the time. They'd be like, Why? I said, Because I I could sit back here and roll a blunt and I ain't I'm smoking, not worrying and all that. Because if I'm looking (laughs) in the front of the window, I'm gonna be like, Yo, dude, you don't see the bird crossing the street. Oh, yo, dude, you didn't see that guy. Like, (laughs) yeah, people just be driving, don't look, don't do nothing. Mm. I can't deal with it. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's something I tell you, like, when you see things and you're around people and the spirit, I mean, my mother's spirit is really strong. I mean, she's come to me at times. I remember in college, I told, I said this, I'm going to repeat this story for those of you that missed. It's all good. But, it's all good. Um, when I was in college, I had wrote my first script in college. It was 109 pages. And my my college professor told me, he was like, this is, you're the first person I've ever met 
who has written a story, written a script and has not changed their mind when I made my judgment. He said, I like you for sticking and sticking it out with your writing. Mm-hmm. He said, this is phenomenal. He said, you should submit this into the film, um, the film, the screen play festival and I was like oh I should and he's like yes and that was the first time and I mean that was the first time ever in my life I acknowledged that my mom wasn't here but when he brought that joy to me and I felt so proud of myself I wanted to text my mom and tell her can I call you Mm. and in that moment when I pulled my phone out and I went to text my mom it hit me so hard it hit me so hard. I was like, holy shit, I can't talk to her. And I was so, I was so mad. I wasn't even sad. I was angry. And I was like, you know what? I left campus. I said, let me just go take my mind off something. I went, did some errands. I'm sitting in line, having a whole conversation with this Trinidadian grandma. And she's <laughs> sitting here. Oh, Lord, she talks so fast. She said, oh, sweetheart why you're not smiling on your beautiful face and i'm just like listen i do not want to talk to you i'm like so mad but you know i would never disrespect my elders i'm like yeah i'm just not feeling that i'm not feeling today she's like what what's wrong who did something to you and i'm like oh no one you know i'm not telling this lady I lost my mom so she could start hugging and kissing on me. I'm just like, I don't want to feel no sadness. And I'm just yeah. like, no, it's, you know, and I've had this whole conversation with this woman, right? She ends up walking out the store with me, telling me I'm carrying her. I said, let me carry your bags. Wait, let me t- walk you to your car. She said, no, let me take you to school. Let me drive you to school. I said, no, 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 no. She said, I live in a neighborhood. Let me drive you. I just want to make sure you get to school. I said, it's, she said, you're a beautiful, smart girl. You're doing everything that you're supposed to. I'm proud of you. This woman don't know me. I'm a damn stranger. But she mm-hmm. still spoke to me. And I was just like, no, let me carry your stuff. So I carried her stuff. She walked with me to my bus stop where, like, the shuttle bus comes and picks us up to bring us back to college. Okay. And I'm having a whole conversation with her. And she said to me, she said... Um, she said something that reminded me of my mom and it made me smile. And right when I smiled, my brother, she left me. She said, oh my gosh, that's all I was waiting for. I was waiting for that beautiful smile on your face. That's all (laughs) I wanted to see. And I just looked at her like, lady, what? And I got on the bus. And when I got on the bus, I kid you not, she was gone. I couldn't figure out where she went or where she walked to and what direction. And that freaked me out so bad to the point that uh, I was like, that, yo. That was, that was your mom in a spiritual That was my form. mom. That was my mom spiritual coming form. to tell me yeah. she was proud of me and to keep going and don't give up. And that's all I wanted. I just wanted someone. I just wanted my mother to Clarification. My work. You wanted some clarification. Yes. Or clear, to, is it called clarify, clarification? Clarification? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's clarification. I feel like um, I needed, I'm trying to think of the word. I can't even think of the word myself. But I definitely needed, I definitely needed. Um, some guidance. Some guidance. Some, some something. You know, I wanted to hear something from my mother. Something. Mm. And when I tell you. I I went home and I cried and I said, I see you, mom. I see you. I said, your spirit is so strong. Your spirit is so strong. I can't believe that you sent someone to me. 
when I was in need of you. Mm. And that was the most realest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And there are some times where I'm dealing with people and I, I say out loud, and I know my mother's spirit is with me because when I feel real sad and I start to miss her, oh my gosh, that sadness disappear right away. And I feel comfort. And I'm like, she must be holding me and hugging on me because I don't even feel the sadness. I'm happy all of a sudden. And you know, that feeling you might be having of just feeling that peace is your mom is probably hugging on you and let you know, like, don't worry about me no more. You know, I'm at peace. I'm not suffering no more. And I feel like that's what I got to with my mom when she passed. Like, yeah, after crying, I, I cried a little bit. But my family was a little toxic in my environment, you know, not really supporting me and going through my grieving. So it, it just put me in a rut. But I cried. But I, I mean, my mother's spirit was so, so strong. And I appreciate the signs and the things that she shows me and allows me to see as I am going through the pain and journey without her. Yeah, it's like it was like a weird day for me yesterday when she still was whatever, when I went to see her before whatever, because I basically took my brother who was adopted, he's a white dude, right, before mm -hmm. me, like 10 years older than me, and um, we met when I was 26. My mom found him. We met ever since that. He'd been a down-ass brother, like loyal to the T. He got my mom's heart, let's just say. He looks like her yeah. and all that, so I brought him down to my family, my dad's side, you know what I mean, that always call my mom and all that. I said, yo, you're going to be call him every day once I bring him in the house. And they're like, what? Looks just like her. <laughs> and they were hitting on him and stuff because, you know, it was kind of cute. But, yeah. Um, it made, and it, it made me feel like, okay, and then I see my dad's grave, went whatever. And it was like my mom was in that energy to go. She wanted to do that. Like a piece of me, her was in me when I was going to these people's house for her last airs, what she had in the hospital. Like her spirit was inside me going where I was going. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It was weird, but you know what I mean? It was the most um, enjoyable life a day I had. Yeah, it can be something. It really can. And it's so weird because, like, like I said, my mom definitely knew she was going. I mean, my mom changed her emergency contact for the hospital, life insurance policy, like everything. Switched everything over to me and my brother. And I was just like, wow, like, this is kind of crazy. And my mom's just like, yeah, like, I'm doing this for you. And She's like, you're getting older now. This is the responsibility I need to lay for you. You know, yeah, I have my brothers and sisters, but you're my child. I just want to be married. I don't care about nothing else. And I'm just like, yo, this is not what I want to hear. You know, I don't want to talk about this, but she prepared me. And when I tell you, she's like, if anything happens to me, I want you to be the first to know. Because my mom, she had her first stroke when I was a freshman in college. And you know? I kept calling and calling and calling and my my family took my mom's phones because they didn't want me to know what was going on to worry me and blah 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 while I was in school mind you I'm in New York that's only three hours away you know that shit it ain't nothing for me to be three hours I can be there in three fucking hours it ain't like I'm in California nigga I'm not in Texas I'm <laughs> one state over you know what I mean I can be there and they just you know that stressed me out and I told my mother I said mom because me and my mom my mom is my best friend 
Mm. My mother was my best friend. My mm. mother was my best friend. She was my best friend. She was my aunt. She was my she was my sister. She was she was everything to me because she I get taught my everything flow. to me. I get my you, rap skill from my mom and she's a little old white English lady. Yeah. And all that, you know. And when you and I got her on a hook and she's like, roll that bitch tight. So it burned nice and slow. And I'm like listening to the flow and I'm like, Yeah, that's how I rap. Like what Yes. The I'm like, damn, I rap like a little old English lady if there was, you know? Yeah. Yo, oh. that's what's up. And I, I told my cousins, and they're like, you really got your mom on the track cussing? I said, I got her on a couple songs and all that. And they're like, I said, yeah, because there's a thing. She always was there for my music, so why not put her into it for her birthday? Because it was like May 6th was her birthday. So she lived to be 77. So on her yeah. birthday, I dropped it. I put the song there. I played it for her with her voice in it. She had a, she couldn't talk really, but her eyes opened and she smiled. Yeah. So, so oh, I was, she loved it. I know she So did. I'm going to do what she want me to do and keep on making the, the grimy music what I make. Yeah. Keep doing it, yo. Follow your dreams. I feel like every parent, well, not every, I can't say every, but... I'll say most parents want to see their kids succeed in the things that they <laughs> love and enjoy, not necessarily how they want them to be, you know, but to love and like enjoy Like, my mom life. wanted me to be a doctor. Like, I I was smart or be a great cook because I do got my cooking certificate, but she seen music was my passion. Yeah. And she said, do what you love. Don't do, yeah, you got to provide for yourself, but make sure you do what you love when you're doing it because you you don't want to live miserable. For real. And that's real advice. And that's the thing. Like, my mom gave the best advice. Even when I wasn't really 100% honest, my mom could read the room. My mom could tell me who was my friends before I can even acknowledge who the hell was my real friend. My mom could tell me right there, oh, that, that person, after everybody done left, oh, Miss Breaker. So, just so you know, <coughs> that person ain't your real friend. And I'd be like, why you say that? She's like, you don't realize how negative they are towards you when you talk about things that you enjoy or things that you're good at. I'm like, I never really paid attention to that. She's like, you need to pay more attention. She's, you know, I used to be like, what the fuck? And sure enough, we ain't friends now. I cut a child, I ain't gonna lie, I cut a childhood friend off. He is a brother still to me. I'll do anything for him and all that, right? And But every time something good happened for me he'd be like doubled down on me and stuff he's like well you got you had a woman with a kid you were married you got right i'm like dude be happy for what i got i always hang with you what i have i always give to you don't i buy for you i take you i don't mm -hmm. ask for nothing back you're my friend i just ask you for that encouragement what you post you're older than me you're like an older brother give me that encouragement so i can keep on going but yeah. he, was, he was going through some stuff and he wanted to bring me down on that same level. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, I'm that type of person. I ain't, I, I, I'm sad like you, but I'm trying to bring everybody out of that sadness if I can. Because don't let the hate overpower your joy. Yes, for real. For real. That 
people that want to live miserable, live miserable by yourself. Don't bring that shit over here. But you know, misery love company. There you go. Say there be he be like, oh well, you all you do is sit in the room and do music. I'm like, well, I already did what God wanted me to do. I planted my seed. My seed is growing up to be a beautiful woman. There you go. What what else do I need to do? What the Lord want me to do? <laughs> you know. For real. Except for provide for myself and provide for others. Yeah. But you have oh, your yeah. friend. You always have that one friend. They got your back, but they do actually get jealous a little bit about this. They do. What, what you yeah. do? Dude, you got a house and a car. I don't. I just got a career. What the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> for real, no doubt. And it's the truth. <coughs> like, people can have it all, but happiness is something within and a lot of people don't know how to tap into that happiness that's locked inside they gotta steal people they gotta rain on people's uh parade they gotta steal people's joy they don't understand that happiness is from within that's why you're asking to take your ass outside go for a nature walk I was that type of kid. You, I was that type of kid. You give me a dinky car, I can make that dinky car into five different things and just have fun for about five hours nonstop. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. was my that was my shit. So I wasn't really caring about what other people was fucking thinking about. I was doing my own ish. Yo, for real. And you it's like the- people. That's one thing I learned for myself, too. If I'm around my friends or if, I, if you're a friend of mine and you don't encourage me and you don't motivate me, you're not my friend. If you got something negative to say about how I move and how I do things, you're not my friend. If you can't teach me or give me good advice to help me learn from my mistakes, you're not my motherfucking friend. Early. One more. Keep on going. Keep on going. <laughs> and you know, we busting like, this freestyle you, rap right now. Let's yo, go for, for real. Like you, you gotta pay attention to how people move around you, because people be out for, don't be for you, but be out to get you. And Early. people don't realize that. People don't realize that. It's like you gotta be real. They say keep your enemies, keep your uh, friends close, but keep your enemies closer. Nah, fuck all that. I don't want none of my enemies close to me because they're going to stop my blessings. And there's no reason for me to be interacting with people that's going to stop what I'm trying to do for me. Early. You got to nip shit in the butt when you see it. Miss what? Miss Baker 100. You got to put the 100 symbol after your name. You just... (laughs) (laughs) No, that. A lot of people ain't ready for me. I told my boss today, she had me cracking up. I said, said, a lot of people are not ready for my type of honesty. She said, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I said, I know you ready. I said, you country, you from down south. Everybody (laughs) honest down there. Shit. They don't care about that. They say they speak their mind. Where do you get, where do you say you get your bluntness from your father's side or uncle or somebody Ooh, or oh my gosh both of my parents are rebels i mean my mom she didn't play no shit when i tell you my mom i was scared of my mother my mother yo one day my mom told me she'll fight me like them bitches in the street <laughs> i was like yeah i was like please mom i would never put my hands there. i would never disrespect you she's like yeah you're right because you could never i she i used to be like yo i would never 
I'm like, I don't even know why you even thinking that way. I would never even go that route. You already know I respect you. I have the most up respect for you. My dad was a rebel, but my mom always told me I get my attitude and my mouth and my smartness from my father because he speaks and he's just as like me. And I used to crack up because she used to be like, you sound just like your dad. She used to be like, you argue like your dad. You just think you know everything. I'm like, I don't know everything, but I know a few things. And if it makes sense, then I guess I know everything. So you can't get mad. <laughs> you can't get mad if I'm See, I don't, my I don't know. I don't know. I know. I don't get along my kid mother like that. So I don't know if she sit there and say, man, you fucking sound like you're dead. Fuck, man, you piss me off. I don't know if she does that, right? You yeah. know, but guarantee she, she looks so much like me. So it'd be like, yo, man, can you go in your room? Why? You look like you're fucking dead. You're just pissing me the fuck off. <laughs> like, yo, for real. Some some parents are like that. They resent their kids because they look just like the person that they ain't with no more. Mm-hmm. My mom used to always tell me I look like my dad. I mean, I do look like my dad, but I do look like my Oh, I'm so sorry. I was supposed to let them walk across. Now, the can I ask you? Can I ask you something? Is your dad? Does he got girly features? If he had long hair and put hair uh, earrings in, he would look pretty. My dad. The reason why I asked that, because I'm just, if I put long hair in right now, I, they would say a pretty boy, because my daughter looked like me, and so it's like, yo, you're a pretty boy, and then you say you look like your dad, if he's one of them handsome people, you probably got like a, a dimple in your chin with a little I do, I do got a dimple. <laughs> <laughs> I am weak how you just hit spot on. Because my dick. daughter got my dimple too in the chin, right? So that little dimple in yeah, the chin. I got, I got I got the dimple in the cheek and you know my dad's genes are strong. All his kids look alike. All of my sisters look alike. The only ones that don't I only have one brother and my brother does not look nothing like my father. My brothers don't look nothing like me. I don't look nothing like my brothers. I don't look really nothing like my father. Just a little bit in the eyes and the nose. Um he's He's so black, he purple. Um, <laughs> God so rest, you know. God rest. God I'm rest, so Dan. <laughs> oh, God. I'm for real, man. And I came out, and I'm, up, I'm around my aunts, and I look more like my mom, my um, dad's sister. I take after her. And when I get mm -hmm. mad, my accent comes out, and they notice it where I talk like, what you talking about? You want to get your going? And they're like, oh, my God, you talk just like your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, my dad, we all look alike. If I dressed like a dude, I'd probably look <coughs> like my dad for real. Oh, nothing wrong, like, no wrong with that. Like, my dad, his his genes are strong. All his daughters look like him. We don't look like our moms. I mean, I got my mom's round face. I got my mom's nose. Some, But some days, I sometimes when I frown up, I got my dad's nose. So it's like, you know? But I, I definitely look, I mean, girls more typically look more like their fathers than they do their mothers. Yep. And the boys look, look more like their look mothers. like their mothers than they do their fathers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's so interesting how you see things and how things are being, how things play out. But for sure, like, when I tell you, 
my mother was the realest one. But she always taught me how to enjoy life and enjoy the natural things. She, I'm thankful and grateful that my mom didn't really wear makeup. She wore makeup to look cute sometimes, but not too much. But my mom, she loved her natural self. So that's why I love my natural self even more because it's like, I see all these women out here, they look crazy. And, you know, you do you. If that's what you need to do to give yourself that confidence, cool. But, honestly, you need therapy or need to go through therapy. If you feel like you got to do a whole change of your body, the whole change of how you look, just to fit into society's liking. My mom taught me to not fit into society's liking, fit into my own. And that's what I want to do and that's what I want to advocate for. You know, it's okay if you got a little belly. It's okay if you got back rows. Take your ass to the gym because I sure as hell, or go for walks, you know, do things that's going to help you do better. Fix your eating. It starts with your eating first before anything. And it's like, it's just that, it's, it's just as simple as it sounds. And it is as simple as it can be. But I feel like the more people stress, the more people weigh, the more people, you know, make a big deal out of nothing. Yeah, it becomes, you. if you think shit's hard, it's going to be hard. The universe is going to tell you. If you're telling your universe, oh, this is so hard to do, this is so hard to do, the universe is going to make that shit hard for you. Don't be no fool out here. You got to preach positivity. You got to preach shit right for yourself. Know what you're talking about know what you're saying understand the words that you're preaching don't just say things just to say things mean what you say and do what you mean it's just that simple it is simple people don't like to do the work a lot of people like to take the easy way out but you need to say what you say what you mean and do what you do what you do what you need to do cuz it's not it's not hard it's not hard y'all it's not hard you can get there you can be anywhere you can make shit happen for you no funny it, it'll all come down to what you need to do and how you need to do it you just got to be able to do it but y'all I got to go to the stem physical therapy I'm about to go in here, do my thing, and then take my ass home. I did my walk for today. Walk through the, walk through the woods, walk through the, the beach. Enjoy the nice breeze. Enjoy the sunshine. I got my vitamin D. Gave praise to the sun for getting up here every day and shining so bright. Listen, my bad for that loud noise. Had to lock the door. But anyways, you know, y'all have a blessed day. Continue to thrive and strive through everything that you're going through. Everything is temporary in life. Make things permanent by making a choice and making good choices and thinking positively. The more you stay focused on the negativity, the more negativity will appear. And if you can do something different, differently in your life, make a difference by doing what you want and saying what you want rather than focusing on the negativity and focus on on what you don't want to see focus on what you do want to see one love